Hey y'all, Dan here, welcoming you to another episode of Old School Saturday. This is the Be Kind Rewind Disney Movie Plus podcast throwback episode. I'm still experiencing some technical difficulties on my end, so rather than leave you without an episode, we decided to go ahead and give you our number four most downloaded episode to date. That would be last year's episode where me, Kyra, and Cliff talked about the 2023 movie that was The Haunted Mansion. So sit back and enjoy, and I hope you enjoy it again. And we should be back with regular new episodes in about another four weeks. So talk to y'all then. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, Green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett. I should warn you, before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life. I'm not afraid of a couple ghosts. <laughs> you say that now. This mansion is unhinged. <laughs> These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. God, give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. I do like surprises. Is anybody else seeing this? I hope you do, too. We're gonna fight, whether we like it or not. Or else we're stuck here for eternity. If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble. This house is dripping with souls, but there's always room for one more. was tall. He had hair that was sticking out of a what it? top hat. Top, top hat? Yes. He had, yeah. So nice. a top hat. You would pull a rabbit out of it, probably. Uh, eyes. They were a bit, uh, sunken eyes. Like a raccoon. Beady eyes. They sat back. Hmm. And he was smiling like, hey, yeah, like that. This kind of thing. Exactly. Is this the man who mugged you? Wow. Oh. You just did that oh. just now? <laughs> Welcome to an All Hallows Eve episode of Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I, of course, am Dan Teets. 
in joining me, not one, but two inimitable, inimitable, I don't know why I picked that word. Inimitable? Yes, in that word, co-host. First of all, the lady who knows all things not scary. Kyra Hawkins. P.S. I only knew how to say that word because of Hamilton. Which we will get to in about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, you're kind of blowing through the 80s, so. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're almost done with the 80s. That's how scary it is. But when we get to the 90s and the 2000s, I think Disney comes out with like a movie every other week. So we'll be slowing it yeah. back down again. And the other voice that you heard. Cool from, is it any good? Yep. All the giants. And in case y'all didn't know... This episode is actually being released the Saturday before Halloween, so we figured we'd give y'all some Halloween goodness like we've done the last couple of years, and Disney did not disappoint. They released the brand new, well, 2023 brand new, so it's not 1980s or wherever we are in the universe, Haunted Mansion. Believe it or not, that movie was actually released June the 28th of this year. Somehow I thought it was March or April, but everything rolls together when you're dealing with a two-year-old and missing things left and right. It did a $115.6 million in the box office, which is $115.6 million in today's money. It had a budget of $150 million. So bad news. <laughs> highly unlikely that this will get a sequel. Unlike Hocus Pocus 2, which has already been greenlit for Hocus Pocus 3. And I think Kyra and I are both a little scared about how they're going to bring the Sanderson sisters back again. Yeah. yeah I'm interested, but like, I don't know. I was so excited about the sequel, but, like, nervous that they would drop the ball. And they kind of fumbled it. Um, so now I'm yeah. like, oh, why are we doing a third one? Like, like you were ahead. Just quit now. <laughs> and Cliff, for those of you who have no video, which is everyone, is just shaking his head up in the upper right-hand <laughs> corner. I was not a fan of the second one at all. Yeah, this I found a little bit of nostalgia in it, but it was just like you, you Disney's been having this thing where they want to turn all their villains give, give them sympathetic, like make them sympathetic. Yeah. And they did that with the Sanderson. I'm like, I'm sorry, they're eating the souls of children. Like there's nothing that they did that you should make us feel sorry for them. Yeah. No, they're evil. Let them just be yeah. bad. That's okay. It's okay to do that. Yeah. I mean, Maleficent, her name is evil and yet they made her into a hero for movies and it's like what are y'all doing yeah they did the same thing with Hocus Pocus 2 and I was just not a fan but this is not the Hocus Pocus 2 redo we will probably sit down and watch that in a few years and see if it has gotten any better with age This is the 2023 Haunted Mansion, which, out of the three of us, I think Cliff was the only one that actually saw it in the theaters. Yeah. 
So, watching it on the small screen, does it still do it justice? Well, no, but, I mean, it's still, it's kind of like the same movie, just because, in my opinion, the special effects in the movie were one of the uh, downfalls for the movie, in my opinion. And I know I'm in the minority from what I've seen from the people I follow on Twitter and other social medias. A lot of people did not like this movie. I, while I don't think it's a perfect movie, I found it enjoyable. And I thought there were several performances in the movie that were way better than they probably should have been for the style that this movie was. I but actually like I wanted to see this in the theaters. It got in and got out before me and my wife even really realized that it was already out in the theaters. I think it was in for about two weeks. Which yeah. kind of explains its $115 million box office if they would have let if they would have done an october release chances are it probably would have done better Mm -hmm. yeah i agree disney doesn't play by the rules of all the other movies if you've got a halloween movie it's not going to come out in march they did the same thing with the first Hocus Pocus. They released yeah, it in July. It was a summer movie. Like, like, this makes no sense. That it's seasonal. Do it right. Release it in, like, September, maybe late August. Yeah. Well, it's actually kind of shocking, though, that it did, for me, that it did so little, just because I did see it, like, two or three weeks in. I didn't see it right when it came out, and my theater was actually kind of packed hmm. when I went and saw it. So, Kyra, when did you, did you just watch it the day that it came out, or was this a last night finish? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, I have now watched this movie one and a half times, by which I mean I watched half of it, and then I had to start it over um, yesterday, and then I finished it today. Um, I'm not proud of that, but like, it's been a weird week. Um, and there's just so much going on. So, um, anyways, I watched the first half twice and the second half once. And I, um, I really like, I liked it, but I also thought this could have been like 30 minutes shorter. It felt like there were some things like that could have been cut where it just kind of meandered around for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like in, an enjoyable watch. I, I'd probably watch it again, like around Halloween. I just will have it on and move around the house and do things while it's on in the background. Will you jump on your Roomba, a la one of the Sanderson sisters? Yep, that's exactly what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, as I've stated, I missed it. Was it when it was in the theaters? I had every intention of getting in and watching it. And it probably would have been one that me and Grayson, Grayson and I, I'm always bad with that pronoun set, would have probably enjoyed in the theaters. We sat down and watched it last Friday. I want to say it was, it was sometime during fall break. So that was that would have been last week or last Friday when this is being recorded. Probably about three or four weeks ago by the time it actually but it was it would have been a good little popcorn muncher it kept me entertained it will probably be one that will put into the rotation 
along with Hocus Pocus, the original, not the sequel, as well as several other Halloween-style movies. All right, and as always, the synopsis comes to us care of Wikipedia, and it goes a little something like this. During a New Year's party, Ben Mathias, an astrophysicist developing a camera to detect dark matter, meets Alyssa, a ghost tour guide and becomes entranced with her belief in the supernatural. He marries Alyssa, but she dies in a car crash, so they gives up his career to continue to run her ghost tour. Ben searches famous haunted places looking for signs of his wife, but he eventually becomes despondent and depressed when he finds no evidence of ghosts. Years later, Gabby, a doctor, and her son Travis move to New York from New York to Gracie Manor to turn it into a bed and breakfast only to learn that it is haunted by a variety of ghosts. Ben is visited by priest and exorcist Father Kent, who hires him to photograph the ghost at Gracie Manor. Ben is initially incredulous until he returns home and is haunted by a ghost mariner who forces him to return to the mansion. Ben learns that Gabby, Travis, and Kent have also fallen victim to hauntings, forcing them to return to the mansion. Ben and Kent recruit Harriet, a psychic with legitimate powers, and steal blueprints to the mansion from haunted house historian Professor Bruce Davis. The group keeps finds a hidden seance room. Harriet manages to contact the ghost of Gracie, who writes a message instructing them to talk to the legendary medium Madame Leota. But before they can continue, a mysterious entity forces Harriet out of the house. Ben arrives shortly thereafter and becomes haunted as well. I'm excusing. Bruce becomes haunted becomes arrives shortly after and becomes haunted as well. The group stays at the mansion where they proceed to look for Leota's ghost. Ben goes into the attic where he f- runs afoul with a ghostly bride and finds a locked trunk. Upon examining the contents, they find a crystal ball which houses Leota. Leota reveals that William Gracie bought the mansion and recruited Leota to try and contact the spirit of his dead wife Eleanor every night for a full year releasing hundreds of ghosts into the mansion. An evil entity then tricked Gracie into taking his own life and trapped Leota inside her own crystal ball. Harriet attempts to perform an astral projection for more answers, but ends up sending Ben out of his body. He discovers Gracie as well as the evil entity, the Hatbox Ghost. The next morning, Bruce takes Ben to get a sketch artist to draw up the Hatbox Ghost. He is identified as Alistair Crump, a rich heir who was abused by his father after his mother's death and eventually expelled from the home. Upon reaching adulthood, he killed his fellow socialites out of revenge for being shunned by society before being beheaded himself by his mutinous servant. The ghost of Crump proceeds to lock the mansion down, but Ben, Kent, and Travis manage to escape. They find Crump Manor, which has become a historical They learn from the mariner who followed them that Crump needs someone to willingly give up their life and become the mansion's 1,000th spirit in order to escape the mansion. Travis finds Crump's hat, which they can use as part of a ritual to banish Crump back to the afterlife. The three make it back to Gracie Mansion, where Ben and Kent rescue Gabby, Harriet, and Bruce, but Crump burns the hat. Ben also learns from Gabby, from Gabby that Travis's father is dead. 
Carlton plans to use Travis's grief to make him the willing and final ghost. Ben finds Travis and manages to convince him to let go of his father as they and Gabby confront Crump in the graveyard. Kent manages to convince the ghost to turn on Crump and banish and join forces with them. And Bruce delivers a piece of the hat to Harriet, who uses Leota's incantation to banish Crump. Crump attempts to get Ben to give up his wife willingly to see Alyssa again. But Ben reveals he has made peace with losing Alyssa before, before kicking Crump in the face and sending him back to the afterworld. Many of the ghosts decide to stay on at the mansion, now in harmony with Gabby and Travis. Ben goes back to teaching and, after leaving his apartment, pets the cat who has been hanging out by the door, discovering its name is Tater Tot, a nod to his wife's love for the snack. The group reunites on Halloween for a party at the mansion with the happy haunts. Harriet regains full confidence in her psychic abilities. Kent becomes a real pastor. Travis is voted to the school, to the school council. And Bruce maintains his newfound re relationship. The end. Now, my first thought, because I didn't read up on this. I didn't look at background, Wikipedia, anything. I just sat down and started taking notes, as is my way to do things, unless it's something that's 30 years old and I've watched a couple of times. I had no clue that they were going to set this movie in New Orleans because I'm probably misremembering the Eddie Murphy movie, and I'm definitely misremembering the Muppets Haunted Mansion that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, which was shockingly a disappointment. Were either of those movies actually set in or around New Orleans? I no, know we've I all blocked so. out Eddie Murphy's version until we have to watch it. <laughs> I don't think it tells us in um, Muppets. Um, fun fact, I, I double-checked. Muppets Haunted Mansion was my first episode on this show two years ago. So um, it's fun to, like do this one and actually it makes me like look forward to when we get to the Eddie Murphy one because then <laughs> I can say I've seen all three because of the show um but yeah I don't think in the Muppets one it says he just goes there so I want to say like the Eddie Murphy one seems like it's somewhere in the northeast for some reason like again um like I said earlier I that one is just not memorable to me so <laughs> but yeah. I do remember uh we were watching another show on Disney Plus, and I don't know the name of it, but they're talking about the different attractions at the parks. And I think some of the, like the mansions, are, I think, are based on different style mansions. So I don't know if it's the one in Orlando or the one in Disneyland, but one of them's based on like a New Orleans style plantation home. Okay. So I think that's what they were going after with this one. Well, let me. I've got the I've got the Wikipedia up, so let me see. E. Murphy's was sent. Um, well, Bayou is in the synopsis, so somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't see New Orleans specifically, but maybe it's just implied. Yeah. I know, like they were going to like a, a family vacation on the lake, and he dragged the family there. For whatever reason, that's one of the things I remember about the movie. <laughs> I really don't even remember that much about it. So. It was I just one, remember the wife being mad at him. It was one of those movies that, because I liked the ride, 
I wanted to see the movie. And having yeah. seen the movie, it made me not want to watch the movie ever again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't ridden the ride a lot, but I know that this new movie seems to honor the ride a little bit, yes. a lot more than any of the previous Haunted Mansion themed things have. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's definitely a lot more true to what the to what you would see if you actually sat down and went through the ride. And I mean the 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 way that they set it up, I was I was trying to figure out how they were going to do it, and they kind of dropped the they kind of dropped it right at the very beginning because you get introduced to the guy. And immediately, yeah. Grayson's like, well, something bad happened to the girl. And, of course, with Disney doing their reboots, they have to have a tragic backstory somewhere figured in. And I'm sorry, but spoilers, she does die in the movie, and he's trying to get reconnected to her. And that's part of the reason why he picks up the camera. Which it kind of was funny that the camera didn't work, and when he actually walked in, he just started making the clicking noises. And the boy is either oblivious to it or whatever, but the the owner of the house pretty much calls him on it when he gets pulled back by the sea captain. And so he's a spectral photographer. That's what it's actually listed as. And the first, the first thing that actually that you see is the stretching hallway, which I think is somewhere in the in the actual haunted mansion. I'm, I watched the there's a 4K Disney ride along of it that I watched right after the movie, so that way I could see what was in it and what was added in for special effects. But the the fact that the sun actually was in the room that has the stretching paintings, which is the very first room that you actually walk into when you're in the ride. And I saw it because the paintings are very iconic. And if you've even ridden the ride once, you're like, oh, well, that's that. So it kind of made me happy about that. Um... I just like how, like, when they first arrive at the house, uh, he's walking around, what's his name, Travis, the Um, little guy? He's walking around, like, exploring and sees, like, the bride painting and is like, not today. They both just, like, nope out, which I love so much. I wish that would happen more in, (laughs) like, I know this isn't, like, a horror movie, but, you know, like, scary situations. People just need to nope right out, and I love that they do that right away. Yeah. Well, even the mom does it when she sees the, the suit of armor. She's like, and it, we're leaving. Yeah. Unfortunately, and, the house sets it up to why you have to come back to the house. Yeah. And yeah. and she's all down for, well, let's just make it an adventure, and then she turns around, and the armor is literally chasing her down the hallway. And she's like, no, it's like, I think we'll go ahead and get a um, hotel room. We'll figure something else out. And it's it's kind of like the Geico commercial where the guy goes up into the attic and turns on the lights and sees all of the 
creepy dolls, half faces, and he's like, nope, I'm out. So I I didn't take notes of who actually brought everyone back. The sea captain, I never noticed his tomb in Haunted Mansion as many times as I actually wrote it until I watched the ride-along. And it's actually got him kind of drowning in his tomb because it's got two legs outside of it. So I know I know we're pulling a lot from a lot of different things tonight, so I apologize if I'm off the rails a little. Um, did anybody actually figure out what the action guy deal was? Was that like an actual toy? No, I never looked that up afterwards, so... Yeah, I didn't understand that. I And I didn't care. I was like, what... I, I felt like um, at the point where they, like, are playing with the toys together, I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, they're bonding. Like, mm-hmm. But we could have had that without – I, I don't know. It just, it didn't make sense to me. If it was explained, I clearly wasn't paying enough attention. Um, no, they, it also felt like an advertisement for uh, Disney Marvel's uh, action figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely a very possible – tie-in um did either of y'all catch the reference about michael jordan playing baseball yes i laughed both times i saw it and so apparently every time that somebody leaves this house they get told to return and i'm not even ben it's only at nighttime because i actually watched several reviews are like well that will seems unclear because sometimes i leave and there's nothing happening it's like and then I'm watching, I'm like, well, it clearly only happens at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can leave during the day, but, like, they have to make sure they're spinning the night in when all the other ghosts are mm-hmm. freaked out by the eventual villain of the movie. Yeah, which that villain was so creepy. Jared Leto needs to play those kind of characters, not the Joker. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Um... No, he so, needs to do more voice work as opposed to just being <laughs> actual acting instead of just providing his voice to creepiness. Oh, um, so there is a seance room built into it because the owner of the the original owner of the house lost his wife. Or and correct me if I'm wrong. Whoever's listening, if correct me if I'm wrong. There's a seance room that reminds me of a lot of something from National Treasure. I thought the same thing because of, like, the way they light the fire and then it spreads through the room. Yeah, and the only thing that would have made it better is if there was a pile of gold sitting in the middle that you can't collect because you can't leave to, to claim it. And Yeah, I was thinking more of the, uh, the 90s live-action Jungle Book <laughs> when they get to the City of Gold or whatever it was called in that movie. Mm-hmm. So... We find out that Owen Wilson, bless his heart, was suckered in because he's playing a priest. And so he obviously doesn't want to be there alone at night with a single woman and a child. So he suckers Ben, or he suckers... um, Ben. It is Ben. Okay. Yeah. He suckers Ben in so that way they're all there together. And then they start putting together the mystery men, for lack of a better term. Because you have to have an old crotchety Danny DeVito. 
best second best role in the movie and i'm thinking y'all could probably figure out who the best role is. i hope you're thinking tiffany haddish because i loved her well the only thing the only thing that kind of skewed it was the fact that my favorite character was only in the movie for about eight minutes and she was always wow. always in a globe um. no when I saw See, for me, my favorite character was Ben, just because of Lucky Stanfield. But now, what else is what else has he been in? Because I know I've seen him. Uh, Knives Out. Okay. Um, he's in Get Out for a little bit, and he's been in a lot of like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. He's been in a decent amount of stuff, and he always comes to he he does well and everything. He's, I've seen him in. All right. Well, I well then I would have known him from Knives Out, which probably explains yeah. why Jamie Lee Curtis was in the movie. But yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis playing an old soothsayer who wants to charge three dollars yeah. <laughs> to do a séance, and of course Danny DeVito being crotchety says, "You're gonna charge that much?" But there were nine hundred and ninety-nine ghosts in the house. And, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't know about the other, what, 66? Because she died or was had her head put in the in a um, crystal ball. No. But I would actually like to see the pictures of all the ghosts. Because you... And I'm sure some of them are blinking and you miss it. But I don't think that Ben actually took 999 photos. No, he definitely didn't. The only ones that he took were of the sea captain that drug him back. Um, He met the owner of the house, so I don't think he took his picture. He took a picture of Jeremiah's character. Yeah. yeah. Then the camera got broken like halfway through the movie. So. Yeah. But if he's such a, such a brilliant scientist, he could have fixed it or just gone and gotten a new iPhone, added the spectral photography app to it and then started charging for that but um i wasn't expecting ben to actually have an out-of-body experience i was kind of expecting tiffany haddish's character because she's playing the new soothsayer so did her gift just not work in that well, room i think she she said like they explained it as uh Sorry for stuttering there. Um, as whoever had the most trauma would most likely be the one mm. to be able to go into the ghost from. And he was clearly the one in the room with his trauma affecting him more. Mm-hmm. Um, when Once we get the crew together and everybody realizes that they can't leave the house... For some reason, they all get kicked out of the house because Jared Leto's figured out what's going on, right? Yeah. And Danny DeVito goes riding down the street in a chair and ends up in the hospital. And and they had to explain a man his age was riding a chair down the street. <laughs> and that actually made me laugh about it because it's, I mean, he's what, 70-something? Easy? At least. Maybe even, maybe even older than that. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that they didn't try to give the Hatbox villain 
some kind of redeem, redeeming quality. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they just let him be evil. Yeah. Sometimes villains just need to be villains. And the fact that his house had a three-hour tour <laughs> where nothing was actually original to the house. Um. Okay, so that scene I liked because of the cameos, but yeah. also I thought this is going on a little too long. Um, like Winona Ryder being the tour guide was mm-hmm. delightful. Just how dry she was. I loved it, but it went on too long, I thought. Yeah. But I screamed when Dan uh, is. I don't ever know if it's Levy or Levy, but when Levy. he showed up for like the three seconds he was on screen, I was just delighted. Yeah. The only thing that probably would have made it better is if Danny Trejo would have shown up. So that way we could have had a callback <laughs> to the to the Muppets um, haunted mansion. Um, but yeah, when when you're told as a quote, I do not trust any man who reads. Or any woman who dot, dot, dot reads, <laughs> you know you've found your villain for the movie. And the, I mean, I really didn't take too many more notes on this. Because I just, I was, at this point in the movie, I was starting to just sit back and enjoy it and start to see what was going on with the movie as opposed to the ride and everything like that. And I actually never realized that they actually have the Escher stairs in the um, Haunted Mansion itself. It's right next to the, it's right next to the, um, to the dining room. Um, But when Travis... When you find out that Travis's dad is dead, which is why he couldn't talk to him, but somehow, I guess Hatbox guy has been talking to him the entire movie. No. And I was like, please. Well, that's no. a, the, um, the original owner of the house, that, he was doing the same thing with, like, the, saying it was the wife. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that revelation was a surprise to me in a way that I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense and I shouldn't be so surprised. Um, but because, like, he says, well, I talked to my dad today, um, gives no indication that dad is actually dead. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it would make my mom sad if I, because he, he wants me to, like, visit him or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, she seems like a good mom and would probably not, like, be the type. Like, I I, th- I was thinking, I hope that there's not, like, some kind of contentious, like, co-parenting relationship that we're going to have to deal with in this movie now. And I'm glad that we didn't. But I also was like, I should have seen that coming. When she's like, he, she, he can't talk to him. He's dead. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. And so then you get the revelation that the pet box guy has been talking to Travis the entire movie off screen. And he's trying to talk him into becoming the thousandth ghost. And yeah, he like almost back, like, Ben wanted to be, or he wanted Ben, but then he, like, mm-hmm. well, Travis B went back up. Yeah. Because all good villains have a backup plan, no matter how badly that goes in most Marvel and DC movies. <laughs> but it was it was funny with the way that he actually possessed Danny DeVito yeah 
And so Danny DeVito is trying to quote unquote do his dirty work. And he keeps kicking the hat into the fireplace. And then the fireplace starts kicking up. And Owen Wilson has to try to rescue the hat. And all that they actually get is just one little itty-bitty piece, which is all that they really need. And, of course, you have the culmination of it all in the graveyard, where you have all 900 and however many spirits, because it probably wasn't all 999, whipping around trying to do Hatbox Guy's bidding. And you have the return of Jamie Lee Curtis's character to help Tiffany Haddish banish him. With some voodoo magic, I guess. And, of course, Hatbox Guy... Well, at this point, too, you have Owen Wilson um, convince a majority of the ghosts. It's like, well, y'all, if y'all team up on him, you have no reason to be afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing his bidding, so... Yeah. And so, of course, since it is a Disney movie, we have a... Happy-ish ending with with everybody getting, well, Hatbox Guy gets kicked basically to hell. And then a bunch of the ghosts decide they're going to stay on at the house. So I don't know if Gabby and Travis open up a, a legit haunted house to be able to pay for the place or... It, do, it doesn't really explain. It just says that they, many of the ghosts decide to stay at the mansion because they're in harmony with them. But, I mean, if you've made your peace, aren't you supposed to move on? Yeah, I was just going to say that goes, like, counter to everything that we've, like, established as, I don't know, canon, I guess, in this movie that, like... They're only there if they have, um, like, something to do or because they're trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was confused that there were still ghosts. Because I was like, well, if they got rid of Crump or Hatbox Ghost, then um, they should have been freed. So I didn't understand. And, and Leota's like, well, now it's back to my crystal ball. Yeah. So, was she one of the 999 ghosts? Was that what y'all got as a indication, or? I mean, I would have to guess so, but, you know, they never really go into that. But the... I mean, she was a ghost trapped in the house, so... Yeah. The movie ends with Ben finding out about a cat named Tater Tot, which makes him think that his, I guess, wife... Did we? Did did they actually yeah, get married? Yeah, in the movie. It was like a spirit. A ghost wink. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a ghost wink. Thank you. Wife. Yeah. Because that's um, what she was going to buy the night she uh she got in the car wreck. I mean, this movie had so many sad parts to it. To just have it all come together at the end, it was a little too Disney esque in the. Oh, well, we're done, so everything's happy. At the end, now we're going to have dancing can-can girls in the in the dining room. Yeah. Especially Ben. I mean, I will say that Ben like was so distraught about his wife for so much of the movie. I mean, he became, like, he states at the beginning, he's not, he doesn't drink. 
And then the next scene we see him in present day, he's obviously an alcoholic. And he and smells so he like still, yesterday. Yeah. And he's so distraught, but then he meets uh, Rosario Dawson's character and kind of like immediately starts falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we end towards the end of the movie. I liked that they didn't make like you see that there's like some interest between them, like, but it's no. not they're not like really um, overt about it. It's just you just notice it. And if you I mean, if someone didn't notice it, it wouldn't affect the plot because it doesn't really matter. You just kind of see like some chemistry. Um, and then at the end, when they have like their little reunion, like the whole gang is back together. They're like happy to see each other. And she like smiles at him in a way that you're like, yeah, they'll end up together if they were to get a sequel. But please no. I, yeah, I just leave it alone. I we we get it. They like each other. Yeah, you, you can we see. have closure with this one. Like you don't need to do what you did to Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. <laughs> um, Which one? <laughs> you know what? I enjoy the original trilogy. So after the third one, <laughs> okay. You gave us closure there, and then they wanted to keep doing it. And I think they're now talking about doing a seven or eight or whatever one they're on. Yeah, I lost count. With maybe Johnny Depp, maybe The Rock, maybe. We don't know. Mm, none of that sounds good to me. No. So, it says in the um, Wikipedia entry, so we know it must be true, that Kent becomes a real pastor. Do we um, know what denomination he became a pastor with? No. Because I'm pretty sure that most Religious organizations would frown on somebody who has been a huckster, a shy, a shyster, and a fraud when you're trying yeah. to communicate that you want to be the pastor of a church. Something I can think of at the end of the movie, like um, Ben is donating a lot of his stuff, and Owen Wilson said, "Like I love that we only we really only really know." Uh, we keep Stanfield's characters. <laughs> we just call everybody else by their actor name. Uh, Owen Wilson's character. And um, he's like, yeah, I can donate this at my parish. And he's like, well, I thought you were fake. And he's like, well, no, I still like have a place where I can help people out. Even when I'm being a fake. So it's like, I don't know if he actually became a pastor or a priest, but I think he started doing better things with his life. Yeah. My understanding, like if I hadn't read the Wikipedia summary, I would not have thought, oh, he's a real pastor now. Um, let me see. I think that's. I do like that they let the sea captain, like he he just wanted to go to the sea, and I like yeah. that scene where they let him go to the sea. Yeah. But and apparently... he kicks everybody off the boat and steals the boat. And I was like, that's funny. But apparently the other 997 ghosts just hang around the mansion. Dance party. Praying that there will be a haunted mansion too. Electric Boogaloo. Coming in 2029. I don't really have much else on this. So, like I said, I I was trying to take notes, but... Once we got into the meat of the movie, 
I was back into what would have been popcorn munching during an actual movie. Mm-hmm. No. So I fell down as the host on this episode, and I apologize. <laughs> There's okay. So like as I was watching it the second time, I kept thinking, what would this have been like in the theater? Because like watching it at home, it's so easy when you get bored to like, I'm gonna go grab that basket of laundry, and then you stay <laughs> down the hall a little too long, or oh, I need to run to the kitchen. So like I could hear it, but I wasn't seeing every little thing, and mm-hmm. I thought. If I had to sit through this in a theater, that probably would have been better because I couldn't get up and leave if I was bored. But then I thought, no, I would have just been checking my phone to be like, what time is it? How much is left? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, For me, like I enjoyed watching in the theater. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It is a little bit longer. There's several scenes they could have cut out. And then, but at the same time, this could have been just a direct Disney Plus for me just because the special effects weren't great like the ghost to me felt like and this is an 80s movie uh, and they felt like a poor ripoff of the ghostbusters ghost you know it's yeah. like it's like you know ghostbusters did it better in the 80s some of these ghosts just look terrible in this movie in my opinion so it's mm-hmm. like it almost didn't need to be in the theaters yeah well i and i'm saying that as somebody that did enjoy this movie so <laughs> but um i mean are we all agreed that this will be one that will probably make it into your rotation at thank yeah. yeah at Thanksgiving. We're gonna watch <laughs> it at Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, I yeah. like how they ended on Halloween too. Like when they did that, I was like, why was this movie released in July or June? But no, like I'm not gonna go buy it. Like, and I bought other movies that are on Disney Plus because I'm that kind of addict with buying mm-hmm. physical media. But uh, like this was one of you know it's on Disney Plus. I watch it on there. I don't feel the need to buy it. Like, I didn't enjoy it that much. Well, since this is a current release, we are not going to delve into the three questions. Because, obviously, we can't answer them because we have already discussed the movie. It was just four months ago, in real time. Maybe even three. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, we are going to go ahead, wrap this one up. Our next live episode is going to another current release. So for those of you who are wishing we were back, in, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We actually have some good stuff down the pipe. That is actually non-Disney official, but it's Disney adjacent because it's either Touchstone... Not, hold on, my brain's not... Yeah, it's a Touchstone movie, which Disney owned... Or still owns or something like that. But for our next episode, we will be covering I Am Groot Season 2. So that will give you a bite-sized snippet for the bite-sized Groot and all of his goodness. Um, If for some reason this is your favorite Disney movie, which, I mean, is possible, write us. Be kind, rewind, DMP at gmail.com. Let us know what made this your favorite movie out of the multitudinous numbers of movies. If this was your least favorite Disney film, write us, tell us what made it not worth you even finishing it for your homework. Um, as is always the case, we will tell you to stay safe, stay hungry, and watch out for Owen Wilson in New Orleans. (laughs) 
We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Isn't that romantic? He was willing to throw everything away for love. Well, now he's broke, dead, and cursed. Nice move. Crap. These are my new shoes. Hey, kids, watch your step. Oh, crap. Hey, Michael, don't say crap. All right, where is this place? Okay, where are we? I think the gypsy lady said something about making a left at an oak. Okay, well, I'm glad she was so specific. What is that? You hear that? Cryptos creak and the tombs still squake Swoops come up for swinging way Guys, excuse me, sorry to bother you Now, we wondered if you wanted to know where the mausoleum was Down by the old mill stream Where I first met our first No, no, I think they, they said it was an old oak That's what they said, it's by the, um By the light, by the light, by the light Of the silvery moon, of the silvery Look, you sound I really good. Your harmony's you. tight, but we're trying to find my wife. I gotta help my wife. Now she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. When she comes, she'll be coming round the mountain when she listen, comes. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm trying to find a key. I'm trying to find a key. Where's the key? Where's the key? Where's the beautiful key? Find the key. Find the key. Oh, how happy you'll be. The key that I'm trying to find is is in the mausoleum. The key is in the mausoleum. You left your key in a mausoleum. Down in Dixie, Dad, there it is. Oh, thank you. Dad.